FBI Radio. Kurt Iverson from Geography at Sydney Uni joins us for Down to Earth. It is a fortnightly segment about how we can make our cities fairer and more sustainable. Thanks for coming in. Eddie, how are you going? Hello, hello. Last time we were here, we were talking about dog shit pits. You'd remember, pits. shit pits in parks. And now we're talking about awesome. trash. Trash. Just, we get down and dirty. I know, <laughs> I know. It's a dirty, dirty segment. <laughs> Exactly right. But yeah, it seemed like a good, I don't know, we were planning this chat for a few days and then suddenly this morning it's all over the news that Ipswich Council up in Queensland, just south of Brisbane, have said they're no longer going to be doing recycling. It's all going to go into landfill, so it feels like a good moment for us to be talking about rubbish. That's heartbreaking. And um, we... In New South Wales, this does affect us, obviously. I mean, it affects the world, but we send a lot of our rubbish up there, don't we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's kind of like, um, you know, Australia nationally, there's like um, 50 million tonnes of garbage that we all produce every year. Um, In each person in New South Wales generates about 2.4 tonnes of it annually, and that figure is actually going up like per capita by about 1.5% every year. So we've got a big garbage problem, um, and what's happened with Ipswich, as you say, it's like, it's a they're the first one to go, but if they do, others will follow. Um, so yeah, what we're doing with all this rubbish, it's a big question. Yeah, so yeah, what does happen then with all the rubbish picked up by the council garbage trucks? Well, this is the thing, right? So it's actually like a lot of things these days in cities, it's one of those out of mind, out of sight things, right? As you say, I think we've all now over the last couple of decades been sort of educated to separate our rubbish and put the glass and the plastic and the paper in the yellow bin and the green stuff in the green bin if you've got that and blah, blah, blah. But then it all just, you know, this truck drives down the street, collects it and who knows what happens at that point. So actually it's usually a very complicated partnership that a council now they used to often do that themselves and have their own landfill or garbage but mostly nowadays they contract this out to a private company like Veolia uh, or Dial-A-Dump or Clean Away or Benedict's um, and then they take it away and, and deal with it at that point. It seems like the business to be in, what are they saying, get into births, deaths because it's always happening. Get into the rubbish game because it's non-stop. We're making more and more of it and it's big business. That's right. It's like billions of dollars a year annually, this business in uh, dealing with our stuff. So where are these landfill sites? Yeah, so look, they used to be actually a lot closer to the cities that we live in. So for anybody, you know, we're in Sydney here just down the road from Sydney Park um, and Sydney Park is one place like that used to be until 1976 a you know, City of Sydney municipal waste dump, right? That's all landfill. A lot of that stuff there now that's those, had to be those remediated. Rolling hills <laughs> in <Utah. laughs> That's right. Just think about what's under them next time you're walking your dog. Um, but um, these days, the landfill sites tend to be further and further out where the land's a bit cheaper um, and where I guess the environmental and the sort of health effects of all this stuff being dumped are a bit less visible and less in people's face. So, um, you know, Veolia have one out at Horsley Park, um, but um, it's like 43 hectares, this massive thing, 430,000 tonnes of non-organic materials get dumped there every year. And that's, you know, not that far from where a lot of people live, so not so so nice for them. Can you just define for the listener what is the difference between um, the organic and non-organic materials that you're talking about? 
Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, that is in a sense that, you know, we're supposed to be sort of separating out in our garbage like uh, certainly where I am in the Canterbury-Bankstown Council, they have the green waste collection. So that all gets dealt with somewhere else and the recycling gets dealt with somewhere else. It's just what's left in the red bins. And like the trouble is, as we know, that lots of the stuff that's in red bins is sort of organic. Yeah. Um, and it gets caught up with what's meant to be a non-organic waste stream. And then it gets trapped in there in these anaerobic environments, generating all this horrible Me- methane, methane and, yeah, of course. and uh, oh. contributing to greenhouse gas emissions and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Along with all the... Look, it's it's a horrible cycle, isn't it? Oh, exactly. Uh, exactly. But... Um, and then, uh, you know, there's like bioreactors for these um, organic waste. Like there's one at Woodlawn, which is sort of southwest of Sydney, um, where again, they take a lot of the organic waste and just um, bury it in a big hole in the ground. But they're at least trying to capture the methane um, and turn it into sort of energy um, and biofuel there. So, yeah, you know, there's ways to try and capture that too and yeah. be less evil with it. But um, oh. it's hard. It's hard to do. I feel like it's a bit hard to do good when. Um, and to to combat the methane and the and the carbon emissions, and we've got people in charge that don't believe they're real. I know, isn't it awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, um, yeah. But like you said, it's big business. There's big dollars. Is there a problem with um? Surely there's some cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing, because it costs these companies, costs them money to deal with it if they've got their own landfill dumps, or if, like many of them, we can't deal with all the waste that we're generating in Sydney, so some of it gets shipped up to Queensland, where it's cheaper, because um, governments basically charge money to companies to put, you know, by weight to put stuff in landfill. And in New South Wales, it's relatively expensive. So a lot of the waste that we generate in New South Wales ends up on trucks going up to Queensland where it's cheaper. But because it's costly, there are also these kind of cowboy operations that are just finding places where they can dump it completely illegally. So there's a really big, you know, story on Four Corners a year or so ago about like some stuff on the Central Coast. Just They just found these massive dump sites that clearly really organised operations of just going into these places that they thought they could get away with and dumping yeah, tons and tons of rubbish. It's terrifying as well along the coast to have rubbish dumped around. Um, so what about recycling? Well, this is the <laughs> thing, right? Like we're supposed to be... Um, doing it and I guess you know all the recycling stuff that happens now um, is a result of people campaigning for years to get it to happen and you know in New South Wales we've just got the kind of bottle recycling scheme where you can find these little you know reverse pop-up vending machines and go and put your bottles and your cans and stuff in there so again that's years of pressure that sort of generated that but um, this is um, I guess leads us into the story about what's going on in Ipswich too, right? Which is that the recycling, um, we've all got into the habit of doing it, but now we've got this glut of materials and we've been sending a lot of them off to China. Yes. But China have just recently said, you know what? They don't want to buy. We can't keep buying everybody's recycling and dealing with the world's recycling, particularly when so much of it's contaminated. Um, So, you know, if it was all pure glass going there, they might be taking it. But um, when it's 30% crap and 70% glass, they're like, no. And so now we've got these stockpiles building up everywhere and we could talk about that after. Yes. Why not? Let's play a song and then we'll get back into it. 
You are tuned into Mornings on FBI, and right now it is Down to Earth with Kurt Iverson, and we are talking trash. Trash. That's trash talking. It, that's it. And uh, just before we went to a song, we are talking about recycling, and I have to say, I don't know if you've seen the episode or you know what I'm talking about, but the episode of The Simpsons, where Lisa Simpson starts the recycling plant, and Mr. Burns gets in on it, and it just all goes well, to really? trash. Well, oh. <laughs> and it and might feel more like a documentary than a cartoon exactly. these days. Wow, I haven't seen it. I'm going to have to dig that out now. Yeah, he ends up just like trawling the sea to make the recycling. It's <sighs> it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. But, well, yeah, and I think this is it. There's just a whole probably bunch of magnates just like Mr. Burns maybe um, that are all over this stuff. Uh and yeah, what's happening to all that recycling? Exactly. Tell us about the recycling. So yeah, so look, imagine that we're the kind of people that do the right thing. We put all of the glass and the plastic and the paper and everything in the yellow bins. And so um, a lot of it, about a third of it was going, was being exported, going to China. Um, so we exported about 4.2 million tonnes of recyclables in 2016, 2017. Um, and so if they stop taking it, then what's going to happen, right? So in recognition of the fact that now councils are going to have to spend more money to get somebody to buy their recyclables from them, the New South Wales government has just announced a kind of $47 million rescue package, recycling rescue package, right, uh, to help the councils along. But, um, yeah, we've got to do something better than a rescue package about it, uh, and that's going to be the challenge. Like, actually, how are we going to cope with all these materials that are meant to be recycled and are now piling up in giant stockpiles? Yeah, it's still, it's still alive. I uh, know. Well, it's not... Yeah, this is the thing. And so, like, one of the suggestions that's come from industry, which is not necessarily a bad suggestion, is that at the moment, like, um, if you are, for example, you know, bottling something in Australia, yeah, um, there's not much incentive for you to buy bottles made out of recycled glass from uh, people who are recycling it because it's actually cheaper for you to buy bottles that are made from yeah. scratch somewhere overseas. So one of the things that uh, we're talking about is whether we could be mandating like recycled packaging in goods um, in Australia, like making it so that you actually have to use recycled glass or recycled plastic in some of your packaging, and that would then build a market for all this stuff that's piling up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, make it worth people's while it's, to... It seemed like I saw that people just got very angry with that um, the bottle recycling scheme that tried to get put into place. I don't know if it was done well. Mm. Yeah. But, um... yeah, I know. And it's like, it's it's still, I think, got some teething problems, right? But again, part of the issue that that's trying to address um, is also this issue about um, the contaminants in the recycling. So the more crap that goes into the yellow bins that's not recyclable, um, that's the technical word for it, crap, probably not. Crap but, and recycling, yeah. You know, contaminants, let's, um, yeah. then the more expensive it is to get the recycling done. So mm. part of the sort of idea with these um, vending things where you've, they've got a bit more control over what goes into it is that the, it's a bit more pure um, and therefore a bit cheaper to recycle. But so that's, um, that's like one of the things um, that, you know, uh, we can do. But obviously, in the end, like, there's yes, we can recycle the stuff we're using, but actually reducing the amount of stuff that we're using. Yeah, exactly. It's all kind of linked to a whole lot of consumerism, isn't it? And just unnecessary buying and not thinking about the things that you're buying, like a yeah. like a plastic wrapped. They've 
cucumbers at Woolworths that yep. are wrapped in a tight plastic. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why well, exactly? Why are they doing it? Why do they peel ginger and then wrap it in plastic when it had a perfectly good container before, which yeah. was its skin? Um, and one of the great ironies, of course, is that this whole thing about reducing food waste by having the you know, the kind of seconds or the imperfect vegetables. Um, frequently now the shopping centres and the supermarkets are putting them in plastic bags so that you can't pick and choose the best ones. You just yes. So we're so- solving one problem and kicking off another. Um, I realised that last night with the limes and the lemons, but I just want one. Right. <laughs> yep. Well, you can't. Yeah. You've got to buy the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so too bad. But so, you know, there are things, I mean, I think in terms of what we can all be doing, you know, there are things that are popping up around the place that are, are kind of cool. Like even just looking at the the craft beer thing that's kicking off and the fact that growlers are making a bit of a comeback, right? So yes. just this idea that rather than buying a brand new bottle of beer every time you want beer, that you can sort of buy a bottle that's full, um, drink it, and then take that bottle back um, and get it refilled at a bottle shop. So um, there's a website, the Sydney Beer. What is it here? The Sydney Beer website that um, you know has a list of all the places where you can um, go, sydneybeer.com.au, there it is, where you can go and get your bottle refilled. But it's like it's these kind of initiatives that we've got to be thinking a bit more about as well so that rather than the beer bottles ending up in a yellow bin or in one of these um, you know, reverse vending machines, that actually we're just reusing them um, and not needing as many of them. So that's um, the individual. What, yep. about, what about collectives? Yeah. Well, I think this is the other thing. That it's as the usual thing on Down to Earth that, yeah, there's all the things that we should be doing to be more responsible, but ultimately, um, like, collective action is probably more powerful in a whole sorts of ways. So, you know, there are groups of people getting together. Um, like, you could check out, like, the citizen group called the Boomerang Alliance um, who are, you know, working in different communities around Australia to just get communities to make a decision, for example, to go sort of plastics free. So they've been doing some really interesting stuff in places like Noosa and Wollongong, like organising councils and business and schools to commit to eradicating single-use packaging, for example, you know what I mean? And so those are the things when we get together with our you know, fellow citizens in our yes. little suburbs and like talk to our universities and our schools and our workplaces talk to each other about what we can be doing to actually just ban the use of certain things in our spaces. And um, that's another way that we can sort of reduce the amount of stuff that's going into these big waste streams and ending up illegally dumped or sitting in a pile waiting for import to China or ending up yeah. somewhere in the ocean, as we know, in these giant plastic like islands barges. that are popping up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Depre- it's just happy, happy tidings as usual morning. and down to earth. I know. Good morning. Yeah, but oh. um, but it is as I say, like you know, doing the research for this stuff. It was, it is one of the most depressing ones that I've looked at in a little while, to be honest. Just because of this thing that yeah, we have sort of educated ourselves on one level to do all this recycling, but the fact that now we're generating all these secondary problems with it that we've got to now start addressing. Like that's the next frontier in our waste stuff, right? Is to We've all got into the habit of knowing it's a good thing to recycle, but actually we've then, now got to push past that into some new habits if yeah, we're going to really make change in this space. It's all smoke and mirrors. It seems like we need to know what the hell is going on to do something about it. Yeah. So it's good that we're discussing it. Yeah. And like I think the other thing, you know, some scientists just to finish off on a maybe slightly happier note at UNSW who are figuring out um, how we might actually start rebuilding some very small little micro recycling plants that would actually be back in our suburbs and in our urban communities that we could take stuff directly to. And I think one of the things that's really interesting to me about that is that it 
undoes the kind of out of sight, out of sight, out of mind logic that we just put it in a bin and then don't think about yeah. it afterwards. And actually, if we were seeing what was going on with all this stuff, seeing the piles of it and seeing how it got processed in our everyday lives, that might make us stop and think a little bit more and get involved in some of these big collective campaigns around it. So, yeah. Well, thanks, Conan, Kurt. Oh, no worries, Eddie. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.